Hello and welcome to our latest episode. Today I want to talk to you about your future. Your future and in fact your present. Where you're at right now with your legal career and perhaps your legal business. And I want to start off by asking you a question. If you knew you only had six months left, would you do what you're doing now? Now, that's quite a thought-provoking and potentially, I recognise in some ways, um, a painful question. Not the easiest to answer and especially not easy to think about if the answer is a really loud no or perhaps I really don't think so. I wanted to start off today's episode by telling you a little story. It does have a purpose, I promise. But I want to tell you about a lawyer who found herself self-employed and it was her dream job. It was everything she'd wanted. She could work from home, she could be with her young children, decide how much work she took on and what she was going to charge for it. And although she'd already left the law because she believed she couldn't have the family and the work-life balance that she wanted, she came across the opportunity of becoming self-employed and it gave her her career back. It was all going to be under her control. It was going to be fantastic. I think you can probably guess by now that this was me. So for around the first three years or so, it, it was like living the dream, really. I went to events, I met clients, colleagues, my business grew and grew to the extent that it was far more than I'd ever expected that was possible. I really enjoyed the work. I dedicated so much of my working hours to the business. I didn't really take holiday. And if I was away with the family, I was really proud of the fact that I took my laptop with me everywhere I went. And I always promised clients that wherever I was, as long as I had internet service, the service to the clients would continue. And it did. And I was really proud of that. I was really proud to be known as that responsive lawyer who always got things done for her clients, got straight back to them, got on with their job straight away and didn't take any time off or any holiday. And that went on for a number of years until suddenly I found myself working all the hours. The children were being dropped off at the earliest possible time for breakfast club and picked up at the latest possible time after school. They were just perched in front of the TV and there was no time whatsoever with the family because all my time went on servicing these clients who, as some of you may have realised yourself, the more you over-service clients, the more they become increasingly demanding. I was doing everything I could to keep them happy, which therefore results in even more demanding clients. If we fast forward a little bit longer, you see me then suffering from chronic stress and starting to have panic attacks. And actually looking around and seeing that, yes, I had a great business and in many ways had been living the dream, but it wasn't really anymore. It was sort of becoming a bit of a nightmare. And if you throw into the mix that I was already suffering with chronic stress, um, out of control demands of clients, no work life balance. And then one Friday evening, I had a phone call from my dad to say that he'd been diagnosed with cancer. And 
That was the final straw, really, realising that my dad, who's always been my biggest supporter, my biggest cheerleader, the reason I am where I am and I do what I do is because of his support and encouragement. And facing the idea that he might not be around was very, very difficult to understand. And what was really difficult as well was knowing that he'd just retired because my dad worked really hard all of his life. He set that bar for for myself and my brother and sister, I suppose. And he did enjoy his career. He had a very varied career, but he did look forward to retirement. And what he really wanted was a canal boat. He'd hired one every year for years before he retired to make sure that he really liked it. And then he spent ages finding just the right boat. And after years of looking, he finally bought Catalina. And he had every intention of spending his retirement doing up the boat and then obviously travelling around the country. So very shortly afterwards to discover that he was poorly, at the time I took the phone call from him, I didn't know what the prognosis was going to be. And we didn't know for about a week or so whether he was going to have that time to enjoy or not. And I think even in that week or so, my perspective changed because suddenly it wasn't all about the hard work for the future anymore. Because that's what it had always been about. I'd set up my business. I wanted to grow it for it to be successful so that I could give my family a certain lifestyle in the future. I could give them more of my time. We could travel, enjoy holidays. I wouldn't have to work such long hours in the future and I could spend more time with the children as they got older. But suddenly, being faced with the realisation that none of us know how long we've got and none of us know what the future holds in store. And I think deep down we all know that. We just forget it when we get into crazy busyness. And I think we've seen this over the past 18 months, more than we ever have in our lifetimes before. And I think that I've realised we need to stop living for the future. I need to create the life that I wanted now. And that's really what this episode is about. It's about encouraging you to ask yourself, you know, when you're saying, when I reach X, I will do Y, you know, and you can insert your own X and you can insert your own Y. For example, are you saying, when I reach X amount of pounds in the bank, then I will work less hours? Or when the children are older or at school, I might work less hours. When the children are adults, I might work less hours. Or perhaps, you know, there's many different plans we can have in our business. But what I'm asking is, are we putting some plans on hold to a pretty much unknown date in the future? And if we are, are we sure that that's what we really want to do? Because what I realised about six or so years ago, now that I went through this sort of particular ordeal, is I realised that we don't have to put our lives on hold. We can create what it is that we want to create right now, perhaps not in the moment, and perhaps it does take a little bit of time. But what I did is, is I sat down and asked myself, okay, so you don't want what you've got now because it's making you chronically stressed. You're not enjoying it as much as you did, and it's not giving you any work-life balance. So what is it that you do or don't want to do? And I work with a lot of clients, both self-employed and employed, who aren't sure what it is that they want. But a really good place to start is what you don't want. So if you're not sure what the future might look like for you, I would suggest that you start with a list of things you don't want. So these were the things that went on my list about six years ago. 
I did not want to work until 10 or 11 o'clock at night. I did not want to be answering my phone constantly and have clients on the phone to me all of the time. I did not want to spend all day long sat at my laptop without moving from the desk or doing anything else. I didn't want to be working on the computer all day long. I wanted some variation to the work that I was doing. Now, in the beginning, that's as far as I got. Those were the things I didn't want. And I didn't know what I was going to do differently or whether I was going to stay in my legal business. But I didn't know what else to do. Now, I'm going to be honest and I'll tell you that between six or eight months later, I had a completely different business. I realised looking back when I was on holiday with the family that as I look back over the previous few months, I was not sat at my desk all day long. I was not on the phone to clients anymore. I wasn't working the hours I used to. So what had changed? Well, once I'd realised what I didn't want, I started to delegate more. I'd actually had a bad experience of delegating the first time. It hadn't worked out, so I'd given up. And actually, I realised that the only way I was going to get away from my desk and away from the phone was to have other people working with me. So I took the steps to take on a PA, a paralegal, and I found people who I could trust to delegate work to. And those were the first steps I took five or six years ago. But within a relatively short period of time, I turned the business around. I got rid of the things that I didn't want to do. And I even went on to start my second business. And since then, I've started a third as well. And all these things become possible when you make time and space. But when you most importantly ask yourself what it is that you don't want. And to the extent that you know, what is it that you do want? If you're not sure about what it is that you want in your future or what you want your business to look like, I've got a fantastic exercise for you that I do with so many of my lawyer clients. And that is thinking about what our ideal working day would look like around a year from now. And if you haven't done this exercise with me, with me before, I'm going to include some links in the show notes and you'll see where you can go and download a copy of the recording. And in this recording, I'll talk you through how you can use this ideal day exercise, which is a visualisation exercise and is extremely powerful. If you've never done any visualisation before, it's a bit like a meditation type process. But the reason visualisation is so powerful is that our brains don't know the difference between what we're really experiencing and what we're imagining we're experiencing. So by going through this exercise, it helps us to unlock that subconscious part of our brain. I don't know if you've ever seen the iceberg diagram and that about 10% of our mind is controlled by our conscious thinking, our rational prefrontal cortex, the newer part of our brain, if you like. But 90% of our mind and our behaviour is driven by this unconscious mind, the older part, the animal part of our brain, if you like. And what this exercise does is instead of just trying to think on a rational level about what we want, this unlocks the subconscious mind, the part of us that actually really knows, knows the answers, knows what we want, knows what's good for us. And very often we don't listen to it or know how to access it. So with this exercise, that's what you'll be able to do. So I encourage you to give it a go. It's just a bit of fun, but it can be surprisingly accurate. So when I first did this exercise back in 2016, I'd started my second business by then and was probably about 10 or so months into it. But what I didn't know at the time was whether I was going to carry on with my legal business or go straight in and just do the training and coaching. 
And I really didn't know the answer. I didn't know what the best thing to do was. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I used this particular exercise and it showed me very clearly that I was going to be doing both. So here we are five, six years later, and that is very much what my business looks like today. And interestingly, I was just saying to my husband recently that I look back and that ideal day I visualised back in 2016 is a pretty regular occurrence now. It's certainly happened twice in the last couple of months. And when I look back over the last few years, it's happened quite a few times. And I can only see, particularly as we come out of lockdown and get back to face-to-face trainings and meetings, that that ideal day will be happening quite regularly for me. So that's how... I use that visualisation exercise. And as I say, backed by loads of science and research, it's really fascinating if you want to look even more into visualisation. And I've used it with lots of different lawyers. And I love to see just six or 12 months later how much closer to that ideal day they have created. So I really encourage you to give it a go. It will give you a bit of an insight into what it is that your subconscious mind wants you to know. What it already knows about how you want to work, how your day would look and how your business would be. Because often, if my story demonstrates anything, it will show you that what we might want in the beginning and what we go about creating is not necessarily what we end up with or what we want at the end of the day. And all the lawyers I work with in my business mastermind, they are not short of work. They've not come to work with me because they want more work necessarily. They might want more work of a different sort. And that's what we we look at with them. But they're not short of work. In fact, the opposite. And they don't have time for the work that they already have coming in. So it's about what do they actually want to create? And that's what I want to get you thinking about in this episode. It's not just creating a business that is busy, you know, a business that has lots of clients coming in and hopefully makes you lots of money. But is it the business that you want or have you, a bit like I did in the beginning, simply created a monster that, if we're not careful, takes over our life? So I hope that was interesting and I'd love to know what you think. And if you try out my ideal day exercise, please do get in touch and let me know how you found it. And if you struggle with it at all, please let please know that that is completely normal. If you're not used to doing meditation or visualisation, it's a bit like a muscle and can take a bit of practice to get it working for you. And also, if you find that the year time frame doesn't work for you, I have some clients who prefer to think three or even five years into the future. So do feel free to use a different time scale if that works better. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And as I say, please do let me know how you get on with the exercise and what you see in your future business. Coming up in our next episode, I'm really excited to be interviewing Michael Byrne, who is the founder of Carbon Law Partners and also the exciting Bamboo platform. If you haven't heard of Bamboo, you're really going to want to listen to the next episode because I think it's going to be a bit of a game changer in the world of consultant solicitors. Take care and speak to you soon. Bye bye.